0: Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Ennevar. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. I am Clive Ennevar, business strategist, and we're having conversation with Daniel Roquette about how to bootstrap a company. And when he's not thinking about how to improve the business, you can find Daniel running marathons and participating in improv theatre shows. So seeing as this is an improv show, we're probably going to have a bit of fun here. But over the okay. past seven and a half years, Daniel has grown from an idea to 28 destinations with over 2,000 villas in the portfolio. Today, Daniel wants to share some of the insights he has gained from both wins and failures. Hello, Daniel, and welcome. Hello, Clive, how are you? Absolutely top of the world, thank you, Daniel. Now, I found you in Singapore at the moment, and that's where your operation is, but how on earth did you end up in Singapore when I know that you actually come from France.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I arrived in Singapore about 10, 12 years ago uh, as an exchange student at the time um, in one of the local universities. And I ended up really enjoying it, really liking traveling around the region. So I had to find a way to stay and uh, that way was uh, to start a travel business in, uh, in the region. Um, so Singapore is a great base for that, obviously, um, for great, great place to start a business and, um, and, um, and yeah, that's, that was my reason to stay.
0: Excellent. And of course, Singapore is well-placed for a travel business. You, you're not quite, but nearly in terms of flight paths and what have you in the center of the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and um, the, the business that we started is around villa rentals, and uh, villas are all across Asia Pacific. Uh, the main destination, of course, being Bali, but uh, the second biggest destination is Thailand. And so Singapore, again, is right in between Indonesia and Thailand. So, again, another great reason to be established in Singapore. Um, and as we grew the business, Singapore continue to be a strategic location for multiple reasons um, another of those reasons is that the access to uh, talent um, the access to resource um, um, is, is better in Singapore than it would be in anywhere else in the region bar Australia um, so yeah Again, good, good reason to be in Singapore and to stay in Singapore, though I found many more reasons now to, to be in Singapore. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look forward to staying there for another 10 years. Who knows? <laughs> Indeed. I guess as long as you can grow your business,
0: it's the place to be. Speaking of that business, you, you started with an idea. You now have 28 destinations. You've got over 2,000 villas. How did you come to the idea? that uh, finding a villa for someone was a really good idea. Yes. So the
1: start of the story is um, I started this business together with uh, a a partner, another French guy, who uh, at the time was looking at uh, building his own villa in Bali. And um, he was already thinking of what's the next step. Once my villa is built, how am I going to get people to come to my villa? And 10 years back... Airbnb wasn't really a thing. It was still about renting a room in someone's apartment. It was about, uh, it it really wasn't about vacation rental in in destinations like Bali. At that time, most of the websites were um, run by uh, local people who didn't have a very good uh, grasp of uh, uh, IT, uh, of English, of... uh, so the old experience was very frustrating for people they they, they, could, they didn't know if the villas were the same as what the pictures looked like. Sometimes there were not even any picture for the villas. There was no live availability. There was no way to know exactly what was the price. Uh, you had to transfer money on into an Indonesian account somewhere uh, f- with someone that you'd never met. So, so the whole experience was very frustrating, especially when you compared it to booking a hotel, which was so easy at the time. So the idea really became okay. In, instead of building a villa, let's build a website to make it easy for people to uh, to uh, to book villas. And so that's that's how we started. We joined forces. Uh, David, with my partner, has a lot of experience in uh, in uh, in the travel industry, and I had quite a bit of experience with some. Projects in uh, in marketing online, and so yeah, we joined forces to start Villa Finder. Um, the company evolved along the way, uh, and 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 now, of course, things are very different from what they were 10, 10 years ago. So um, now, I would say the, the the most important parts of the business are, uh, and the reason why people keep booking with us and come back is is one we select. The villas that we work with. So, what that means is uh, we will go and inspect every single property we work with. People don't want to book a villa that they, let's say, they, 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 they have a 13 hours flight, they arrive, it's 10 p.m., and the villa is a mess. No one wants that. No one wants that experience. And you don't want to rely on just past travelers' review uh, to to figure that out. So we go and, um, and vet the villas. We have this uh, guarantee of, of quality on each and every villa. And that means that we go when we onboard the villa and we come back because maintenance is key. Uh, villa can be great, but terrible uh, one year down the road, especially with uh, uh, the, 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 the tropical weather where you need constant maintenance. Um, so that's really one, one important aspect. The second aspect is consulting meaning offering additional service and uh, and uh, help during the booking process and during the stay. People who come from uh, Europe or Australia, they might have been to Southeast Asia before, but they might not necessarily know all the realities of what it is like to be holidaying those destinations. So for instance, um, in Bali, the island is roughly... 90 kilometers from north to south. So some people might think, okay, I'm gonna book a villa in the north and for a day trip, I'll go to the south, check out the beach over there and, and, and come back at night. But of course, why that's possible in Europe to do 90 kilometers in roughly an hour maybe, in Bali, that's impossible. That's going to take five or six hours. So we need to explain to people those realities on the ground. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, we also, every travel is different. If I come with my family, if I come with my friends, if I come with my in-laws, I'm going to look for a different experience. I'm going to look for a different villa. And that can be very difficult because uh, each villa is different. Each villa is unique. It's not like a hotel where everything is standardized. I know if I go in Hilton and Sydney or in Singapore, I'm going to have a very similar experience at the end of the day. Villas are unique, and that's what makes them so interesting at the end of the day. Um, so we really take the time to help people, match people with the right villa for their holiday. Um, of course, when, if you were to go to Owner Direct, the owner will always tell you my villa is the best, and I can understand that. Their villa is the best. It's true. But for a specific holiday, for a specific family, for specific needs, you need specific villas. So by being in between owners and travelers here, we, we, we help them figure out which villas are good, which villa is good for their trip, and provide all this advice and service along the way. And then during their stay, that's the, 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 the last bit, during their stay, we help them with um, additional services. Let's say they want to have uh, a yoga teacher come to the villa and provide um, a yoga class or a babysitter or uh, a car and driver for that day. Sometimes the villa staff doesn't know how to arrange any of that, but because we have scale and volume, we know who are the best providers to if you want to go do rafting, and and we can we can arrange that for you seven days a week just by a simple WhatsApp message or a simple phone call. So really, yeah, we've we've built all these services around the villas so that we can improve our customers' experience.
0: And essentially, that's why you exist because you're looking after the customer experience and providing extras that I might not have thought of. I I might think, well, I'll just go away and have a a break, but when I get there, there's something else, there's something else. And as you say, you've got the experience now to deliver that. When you were starting, however, as we know in starting any business, it actually costs money. How did you go about finding the necessary funds? Because we hear this term bootstrap, what does it actually mean?
1: Bootstrapping is a simple idea. Bootstrapping means that you are not going to rely on anyone else but your customers to make your business successful. So bootstrapping, of course, I must say, does not apply to every single business and business model. If you want to compete with SpaceX and launch, uh, um, and launch rockets into space, Unless you have very deep pockets, you will have to raise money. But many businesses can um, start with a very, very low cost base. They don't need to raise millions of dollars, recruit a huge team, build a product that is very complicated, very complex, before they go to the, to the market. Bootstrapping means taking the idea of, of what you want to do in its simplest form Getting that uh, tested on the market uh, with with actual customers, and from the revenues of those customers, building the business step by step. So when we started, we didn't start with a team of ten people, uh, ten developers, or anything like that. We had only. One developer who was an intern, he started our first website. Our first website was very simple uh, website with fewer functionalities. But then, pretty quickly, because we got our first customers, then we 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 were able to hire more people and and along the way, um, along the way, grow the business. The reason why it's so interesting is that it forces you to really focus on your customers, really understand what is attractive in your proposition uh, for them? Why would they really book with you uh, rather than with one of your competitors? You, you can't spend your time and your money and your efforts into building features that you think are fun or that, yeah, are, are, are useless. It really forces you to focus on the most important aspects of your business. Uh, it forces you to make hard decisions. I have a thousand dollars. Am I gonna invest it in this or in that? And 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 forces you to think, okay, this is where I'm gonna get the best return on my money. I've seen this from friends, I've seen this from from multiple experiences where people raise millions and then well, once they have this money, they need to spend it. They they don't raise money to keep it in the bank. So they will try every sort of things burn a lot of money just because they have the budget and they need to spend it. So they will take some bad decisions along the way. For sure, they will be able to test a lot more things, but not as efficiently. And really, I think that's that's one of the big learning here is that it forces you to focus on your customers. Make sure that when you choose uh, to spend money somewhere, you choose to spend it on what matters. Um and and it builds this resilience. It builds this uh, this. Um, it builds a profitable business model because at the end of the day, that's that's really how you're going to stay in the game is because you are profitable. And in times like this, now with the the current pandemic, if we were not profitable, we would already be out of business. And I think it's it's this um, mindset that we have from the start that uh, means that. Right now, even though the travel businesses, the travel industry overall is uh, in a complicated situation, we will still be there in three months, six months, one year, two years. As long as it takes for this to, to pass, because we have built this resilience in the business and because we have a profitable business model. Uh, so I think bootstrapping is really um, something that if I am to start another business tomorrow, I would repeat, uh, and that I would recommend to absolutely everyone, rather than trying to think of, uh, how am I gonna convince some investors and spend the next 10 hours of, uh, uh, or 100 hours figuring out, how am I gonna convince investors to give me money? Spend those 100 hours on uh, figuring out, how am I gonna get actual customers to give me actual money for the service that I want to provide?
0: It focuses your attention very clearly because if you make an error, it's your pocket that hurts, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, really when it comes to marketing, you want to make sure that this $1 you're spending, you're going to see more than $1 coming back. So yes, every single, every one of those decisions are, are, um, are crucial and, and, and it really gives you a different mindset. It's your money. It's not someone else's money. You you want to spend it because you know that it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, it also allows you,
0: in bootstrapping, you're starting out small. You're dealing with a few clients. Mm-hmm. You're getting direct feedback, and you're getting direct feedback really quickly so that if you've messed up, you know about it
1: pretty quick, Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we started the business, we were taking all these inquiries and all those customers. We were talking to other customers ourselves. I was the one entering content on the website. I was also at the same time talking to customers on the phone. I was also dealing with villa owners. I was dealing with every single aspect of the business. So really getting a lot of feedback and understanding, okay, what matters to each of those person? How what uh, how do how to set our priorities straight so great way to understand how how the business uh, uh what are the fundamentals of the business before growing it before scaling to a level where you don't you, yeah you 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 can't control the growth and uh, and you you set a process but you haven't really understood what makes your business successful now i think after eight years in business is a different thing of course now we do understand what makes our business successful and now we are ready to scale and that's what we've been working on for uh the past year is to um, launch a lot more destinations in asia pacific and uh, further down the road this year and next we will be looking at europe we'll be looking at uh, the, the caribbeans as well which are big destination when it comes to villa rental um, because we are able now from all that we've learned in the region going doing one thing at a time and doing it well to be able to replicate this worldwide. Uh, If we had started from day one by going worldwide, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be there uh, today. And we've seen some competitors who've tried to do everything, but they couldn't do it well. So I I really believe that um, this is the the way to build resilience and this is the way to to build a sustainable business.
0: Yes, and of course, knowing who you're ideal customer is means that you know what to provide in an ideal uh, villa means that you also have a very good idea of of what those customers will want as extras so it allows you to build your policies your procedures and now as you multiply business is going to be able to grow because you've got all that foundation exactly well-made plans allow for good bootstrapping
1: yes absolutely absolutely i think it's uh, you, you you learn along uh, along the way we learn what australian travelers like we learn what singaporeans travelers travelers like and, and and that's where we learn that we need different villas for different people uh, we know that asian customers most of the time will want a villa with an enclosed living room because they don't want those bugs coming in the in the in the house European travelers don't care. European travelers want to have this direct access to the rice paddies, to the, to the garden. If there are some mosquitoes or flies or lizards going around, they don't care. So this you learn because you speak to people and you realize that, yeah, okay, we sent this uh, people to that villa. They really didn't enjoy it. And uh, the reasons for that were, the enclosed living room or where because they prefer modern style or more traditional style Uh, so if we had planned before okay we're going to just add all those villas all these types of villas because we like them personally it would have been a failure it's because we were able to talk to customers and correct along the way uh, that we realized okay we might need to add some properties on the website that we personally don't like we wouldn't stay there but some other people will love it and they will have a great experience there so having plans is great but you need to be able to uh, to change them along the way and the best way for that is to talk to your customers learn from there what do they really want uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the value you're providing
0: yes at the end of the day when it comes to dealing with customers it's about providing customers what they want isn't it <laughs>
1: For sure, yes. <laughs> you try to push something something they don't want. So that's that. Your business is not going to last very long, for sure.
0: <laughs> no, indeed. Uh, let's not try and sell them a train ticket from Australia to Singapore. So. <laughs> As you've learned all of this, now you, you probably had quite a few num- uh, wins because you've got a bit of an idea when you start. And you mentioned you had a... Uh, a bit of a a miss here and there with sending the wrong people to the wrong villas. What's the overriding lesson that you've learned from some of the errors that you've made? If you've made other errors, of
1: course. Oh, we've made plenty of errors, obviously. Uh, I I don't think you can, uh, you can, if you've not made any error, then there is something wrong because you haven't realized that you've made an error yet. No, of course we, we've made plenty of errors along the way. Uh, from from figuring out what our customers really want uh, from uh, because this is also evolving every all the time so if we stuck to our initial way of seeing the business uh, from eight years ago we wouldn't be there anymore so we, we keep one one of the important value that we have is um, in a company is innovation and innovation we don't see it necessarily as something which is is um, technological or um, yeah, technological innovation comes from everyone in the company. Uh, so that means that our customer uh, service representative or our sales team, they also need to find new ways to approach customers. They, they test um, what happens if instead of uh, waiting for three hours before I call a customer, we try and call everyone within 15 minutes of the moment they make an inquiry. What happens then? And, and that's where that's an experiment that we ran a couple of years ago, and we realized, okay, by doing this, then people are still—they've—they've they've just seen the villas; they're still in the mood of uh, of uh, of of travel. they they it's, its the right time to talk to them, and our conversion rates went up by a lot simply because we reduced that time before making first contact. Uh, so that's one of the way we innovated in 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 uh, in, in this on the sales side, I would say. But we really keep on trying this uh, on, on every aspects of the business. Uh, see how um, we, we can test different ideas. So on the website itself, We do a lot of A-B testing. We have new features. Um, We see uh, if a change that we want to introduce actually produces the result that we were expecting. We will test things like the color of different buttons, the copy of different uh, call to actions, um, and without any expectation of which one is going to win, just keep trying, and then we implement what works best. and uh, and we try and do this really at every single level of the company. And and I think some of the managers find it a little bit difficult sometimes to come up with new ideas. But uh, that's that's one of my uh, one one of the strong value of the company is to to always try to have at least one new challenge for each team uh, every month. Something that they want to test uh, and see and see how that goes.
0: And of course, when you started, there was two of you, and and it sounds like you were the. Uh, the main man talking to people seven and eight years on um, you working in 28 different destinations with over 2000 villas how many people do you have in your
1: organization now Uh, so we now have 38 people in the team um, spread across two offices one in Singapore with eight people one in Bali with 30 people um, those people, of course, travel a lot to our destinations and our villas because they need to, to know the villas themselves in order to be able to, to talk about them well to our customers. They need to know our destinations. So they do a lot of travel. We're a travel company after all. So, of course, that makes sense. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's really this, this team of 38 people um, running the show today.
0: Now oh, that's a considerable number of people to be uh, looking after. So, is there anything you learned early on about how to pick people, given you were the one on the front line, you were the one who had to deal with any issues? Did that give you any clues as to what was necessary in the people you would in- employ within your business?
1: I wouldn't say we learned. I learned it early on, or we learned it early on. It was more. It took us a while, which is really to find people who have this uh, this mindset and, and who share those values. Um, we didn't really realize early on how those values of innovation were um, extremely important. Um, being a very starting as a very very small team. It's uh, You build a culture, a very strong culture. Everyone is in the same office uh, for, the, for the first two years. Everyone was in the same office. It was a team of five, six, seven, eight people all working constantly together. So the culture is extremely strong. When, when, when the team scales and we start to have people in different offices who might not work on a daily basis with each other, making sure that they still share the same value is really important. Uh, so this value of innovation is something that we kind of lost along the way at some point where we were, everyone was focusing on what they were supposed to do and uh, not trying to see how we could keep on improving the customer experience, keep on improving the business. So now we try from... The, the onset from the moment we recruit people to check that they are uh, the sort of people who questions them who question themselves, who are open-minded, who will uh, in their private life try to learn things. Um, and yes, I think we made a few mistakes there by by assuming that everyone was like that, or just by being in contact with our people like this, they would also become uh, uh, very uh, uh, open-minded and and and. And yeah, that 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 failed. And very so,
0: engaged with your culture.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think I think really this this cultural fit is is really important, uh, and uh, and and something that we now look into all the recruitments that we do um, because um, yeah, it's it's key for 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 making sure that people will not only. Do well in the company, but stay for a while we we get we got a lot of people who were doing well they were staying, but after a year they realized okay that's not exactly where I want to be that's not exactly the sort of uh, of values i'm I'm being constantly challenged it's a little bit too much for me, and so we need to find the right people for that and and so now we've really improved the retention of the of the people in the team and and their satisfaction
0: very good and, and again you're paying attention at a very close level to what's happening in your business so that you can make the adjustments quickly.
1: With, without, without being behind everyone's back, the idea is really to empower the different managers so that they all learn from them, their, their team and then we have times when we share what we've learned from one team or another and we see what can be applied across the entire company. Uh, listening to our customers, listening to each of the team members, listening to the business doesn't mean that I need to be involved in absolutely everything. No, it means that we need to build this culture of uh, of sharing, uh, of of uh, transparency, of of innovation, so that everyone tries to find new ideas, everyone tries to to share what they've learned with the others.
0: And you mentioned that there's more growth to come because you're looking at uh, expanding to Europe, uh, and probably other areas. Do you have a an idea at this stage, uh, within a given period of time, how big you'll become.
1: That's a good question. It's it's a really exciting challenge. Uh, we, we we see our customers um, come and stay with us in Bali, and 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 they're the one who've pushed us to uh, open more destinations. They're the one who've told us, okay, I've had this great experience in Bali, now I want to go to Thailand. So. And that's one of the reasons why we opened Thailand uh, and, and opened more destinations along the way. And of course, now some of them have stayed with our villa in our villas five or six times in five or six different destinations. And they say, okay, I'm, I'm going to Europe. Do you guys have any villas to recommend over there? And so it just makes sense to keep on expanding. I think the vision is to be global whether this is going to take three years or 10, I have no idea. I think we want, to, we want to keep listening. We want to keep learning. We want to keep doing one thing at a time, doing it well. Uh, of course, because we've we've learned a lot along the way, it's faster now for us to open an, an, a new destination than it was before. Uh, we have the processes, we have the tools, we have the people. Yes, eventually we'll, 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 we'll be in every destination uh, with this simple idea, which is, We find you the best villas and we match you with the best villa for you. I I look forward to that. I don't know exactly when that will be, but uh, I look forward to be able to go uh, all over the world and bring our customers all over the world.
0: But The really exciting thing that I heard you say there is that you have a relatively simple process, a relatively simple formula, a simple expectation, but you know how to deliver it in simple fashion so that you get it right most of the time mm-hmm.
1: absolutely one i think one of the values has always been to 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 say do one thing and do it well um, early on we looked at okay should we try and sell additional services to our customers because now that they are in bali they want to go do a rafting or they want to they want to have a massage or something like this and we could have looked at ways to monetize mm-hmm. this and we realized quickly, okay, if we want to do this, then we're going away from our core mission, which is to try and help people find the best villa for their holidays. And so we decided to offer those services, but do it without trying to make any money. We do it just because this enhances their experience. And this is a way for for us to fulfill our initial mission, which is to find them the best villas with the best services. but yes, we decided to not, not become a, an activity booking website on top of a, a villa booking website, to not start a real estate business, to not start uh, all those sort of uh, side businesses, uh, but, but focus on one thing and really do that one thing really, really well.
0: An excellent decision, I think. But as we come towards the end of our conversation, Daniel, what's the best tip you have received from a business conversation?
1: Um, so I think the best tip and especially in this uh, difficult period uh, is uh, cash is king. Um, making sure that you understand uh, where your cash comes from and where does it go is really, really important. Um, it's it's uh, because of this that nowadays as business slows down, we're able to very quickly identify uh, what are some of the expenses that we can cut? Um, what are some of the decisions that we need to make without having to, uh, to let go of uh, half of our staff, uh, without having to uh, shut down the entire business? Um, so, so really having a very good understanding of, uh, of uh, the, the, the cash in your business. Where, where does it come from? Where does it go? So that you can focus on what matters.
0: A very important thing to keep a very close eye on so that uh, you can stay afloat even in these tough times. But uh, these too will pass, of course. But Daniel, what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today?
1: I think my top piece of advice would be this uh, KISS principle, which is keep it simple. Don't try to do everything at once. Do one thing, do it well, Listen to the feedback that you're getting from the market. Um, t- t- take it to its simplest form uh, and grow from there. So that's that's bootstrap. That's what that's the lead startup model that, that some people are, are using. It's, it's all those things at once, which is really start from a simple idea. Find, find what really makes uh, your idea work and, and, and what, what people like about it and grow from there. Uh, without trying to grow too fast, without going uh, to add on too many extra features, F- find, find, find this, this core concept, keep it simple and grow slowly in a sustainable way. Excellent advice.
0: And most importantly, Daniel, how can our listeners connect with you to start their own business conversation?
1: So people can find us on our uh, website, which is villa-finder.com. Uh, they can find me, of course, on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm very happy to uh, start conversations with people if they have questions about bootstrapping or uh, traveling in Asia Pacific. I'm also happy to share my, my personal tips and uh, and uh, favorite villas in the region. Um, yeah, those would be the best way to connect.
0: Excellent. And that's villa finder Dot com not d-a-s-h it's villa with a minus sign finder so <laughs> villa-finder.com to find daniel and daniel this has been a wonderful conversation thank you very much to learn about your bootstrapping and the successes and your learnings that's absolutely great and i think as you grow we better talk to you again
1: Sure. I'm happy to come back. Yes. Thank you very much, Clive. Lovely talking to you.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Ennevar. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favorite podcast app and you can find more business resources at cliveennevar.com.au.